Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul Angeline, and today we're talking about sci-fi games. Yes. Hard science. Or no science. Or no science. <laughs> yeah, science. Hard science fiction versus just plain old science fiction. I think the the best illustration that I can think of is like I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> okay, it's, so my question was yes. In sci-fi, in tabletop role-playing games that have sci-fi as their theme, right? Such as Traveler, uh, Space Opera, Firefly, those kind of games, right? My first question to you was, and which started the whole topic, was, is it like Babylon Five, where it goes around in a circle to create gravity, or how do you account for that in your science fiction game? Correct. I mean, that's basically one of the questions about hard sci-fi versus regular science fiction, is how much unexplained fantastical things is there right so for example star trek star trek yeah uh, well you were talking about gravity in babylon 5 they make gravity by spinning the big old huge cylinder thing and basically cylindrical force forces you to stick to the outside of this cylinder which gives you gravity or approximation of gravity or it is a gravity uh the only problem with that is the closer you get to the middle and I think they did this in one episode. You get less and less gravity. They show you. They show you in Babylon Five. Yes. They have a certain area where I think it's the arbor, like a, a giant arboretum area or yes. something, where the gravity is different. Right. It's less and less as you go, go up closer to the core because yeah. there's no centrifugal force pushing you down. So that's a huge tell. Whether it's a hard science or harder science fiction, or less or more science fiction, like it, science fantasy, for example. Star Wars, Star Trek. Another show is... But Star Trek has things like, remember in Enterprise, they have the, the grav plating or something? <laughs> well, right. they, they have to invent something right. for it to... Why is everybody still walking around on the... Theoretically in, in Star in the Trek, the next generation, I think they call it the the immersion... Immersion down... No. Uh, immersion uh, field or something. Or, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what it was called. But anytime it goes, it gets hit. Then the gravity goes kind of oh, goes okay. away, and you and you. It's something that they power, the, right? Yeah, like yeah. magnetic. It's yes. kind of like magnetic, yeah. but it's, it makes gravitron fields, right? Right now, the science of that doesn't exist, right? And it, and theoretically, they don't. There's no way it could exist with the laws of physics that we know of right now that we think is governs the universe. So I'm not going to get into quantum mechanics and string theory and all that weird stuff because I really don't understand it that much. But in games, the big difference is, like, for example, The Expanse. There's a new TV show also a book. based on these books. And they don't have artificial gravity. It's also based all entirely within the, the solar system, the, the, the Terran solar system or the Earth solar system, Sol solar system. And so the way that gravity is made is when you thrust, and when you're thrusting, it pushes you down, and that causes gravity. And as soon as, you, as, soon as there's no thrust, then... It, so it's like when you're in the space station, the correct. International Space Station, right. there's no gravity. Right. Unless they start doing a spinning thingy, like a big wheel. And a lot of, you know, like what was in, uh, uh, I know you hate the movie, Space Odyssey 2001. God. Right. So in that one, they used, uh, uh, they call it orbital stations. And they use the idea of centrifugal, centrifugal, uh, centrifugal. Centrifugal? Centrifugal force spinning these big old huge, uh, uh, space stations and people are able to walk on the outside and have gravity and so that's a good, good illustration of that science yeah that's part of the science 
So in your in your role playing games, how much how sciency do you want to be versus do you want it to be more like Star Wars where you can run around on the spaceship and yes, and you can even like you know like in Star Wars it goes really wacky, right? Because not only do they have you know uh, lightsabers, which you know I think some people have have tried to make lightsabers for real. Of course, you can't actually use a lightsaber because the idea of of, of having a light uh, a cutting torch or a laser stop at a certain point, they say, is impossible, right? Without having without having a physical thing to block it, like a mirror or something like that. So lightsabers really couldn't exist with our current technology <laughs> in our universe. It, it and also in theoretical physics, right? They, they they say it doesn't exist, and the amount of energy that would be required to power such a thing would not fit in the palm of your hand. In fact, it would be like they say like, I forget, some people exaggerate maybe, but it would be like the sun, right? That's how much power they generated. So it would, be, it would be hard to play a, a role-playing game with, with, if you stuck to the actual scientific facts. Hard yes. science. And, you know, and there's, all, there's always going to be a little bit of, what do you call it? Uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. Improvisation? There's improvisation, but suspension of disbelief, right? right? You got to suspend disbelief a little bit here and there. Uh, how much of that suspension of disbelief depends on the game you want to play. So along with gravity as one telltale sign of how hard your science fiction is. Weapons? Fa faster than light speed. Oh, faster than light speed. Now, if you can go faster than light, right now they say you cannot go faster than light, right? Something to do with mass and how much energy it takes to push mass down. Any kind of mass beyond the speed of light, blah, 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 blah. Bunch of so that's why like Alien and other things, they put you into suspended animation. Uh, I think they do, do that. The, yeah, they put you to sleep. Yeah, cold sleep, whatever you want to call it. And I think a lot of it has to do to, in that world, in that universe, they do it to save on supplies. You don't have to give these people as much uh, air. They don't eat, and so it makes it safer. I think they added an element of that if you do not go to sleep, you go crazy because your mental, your Brain. You can't handle it. Right. And they've done this in other games, too. There's another game called Coriolis where you cannot survive uh, going through these uh, jump gates because it'll drive you, drive you nuts, right? Uh, I forgot to put that on the list. In Babylon 5, you can go through jump gates. Right. Do they go faster than light, too? I don't know. Well, it's all, it's all it's a, it's interstellar travel through gates. I don't mm. understand. I don't know. I don't remember. I thought they... I thought they could you go, go into the jump drive, but you travel inside of it. Yeah, it's hyperspace. Yeah, hyperspace. Yeah. Yeah. So Star Wars did that, right? They, well, Star Wars, George Lucas invented hyperspace. So hyperspace is a totally different universe, right? That has its own set of laws. So the the laws of our world, of our universe, does not the physical laws. Of time and space don't work there, and it's a hyperspace, so it's so super. Technically, so super, it's super fast there, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's hyper uh, accelerated. So when you travel through hyperspace, you're going faster because in that universe you can. So that takes us back to quantum physics, right? Well, where you, where there are all kinds of to, different things. I don't want to go back to quantum physics. Okay. So fast and light speed, if it's in your game, it it pushes the boundaries of what hard science fiction is trying to attain. Or, yeah, you have fast and life travel, then most likely you're going into really science fiction, not hard science fiction, because hard science fiction tries to uh, work within the bounds of our natural laws. What about weapons? Well, weapons, again, the blasters, 
the problem with blasters or lasers is that it would take a huge amount of energy to propel something uh, to make that kind of energy to blast people or whatever you want to call it. In Traveler, they had this, you know, they had the capability. And you would have to wear this large backpack that weighed like 50, 40 pounds, which was a big battery, basically. Traveler was made a long time ago, right? Well, 1977, yeah. I think is when it came out. But it, but but what happened was is is that in Traveler and even in the, the Expanse, they have guns. They don't have ray guns. They have regular guns. Right. And... They don't have shield. Well, doesn't I didn't get? Let's not get into that. So, web. Do we do we finish with fast and light? So, different games do travel through fast and light in different ways. Traveler, the old traveler, they use jump drives, right? That was the idea that a jump drive would tell you, like a jump drive seven, would say that you could jump from one, you could jump seven light years in a twenty-four hour period. And basically, you basically wink out of this space. You go into some other universe, and you appear in another part, wherever you're going. You know, through astrogation maps and all that stuff. Of course, you know, Star Wars does away with that. Does away with that with hyperspace and this and that. Star Trek uses warp drive. Yes, which you know they were saying that that was kind of crazy, and it would still take an enormous amount of power to create a warp field or whatever. But there's some theoretical scientists out there who said that if you, if you change the size of the warp bubble that would be needed, you would save on a lot of that energy that they were calculating would be too much. It's still really huge amounts of energy, supposedly, but but it's more theoretically possible than before, than earlier models. So I, I heard one of the the science the NASA scientists talking uh-oh. about when we went to the the San Jose Comic Con. Yes, talking about. The fact that Star Wars, Star Trek, and science fiction shows actually propel science forward. The idea yes. is that because it gives the it gives these really really smart people ideas about what they want to do going out into space. Well, it, it stirs the imagination, right? And if they're like, "Well, what would it take to do that?" and that's the question, and then they figure it out. It's like going to the moon, right? Right. What would it take for us to get to the moon? Is what well a bunch of scientists said, and they freaking worked on it, right? If 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 we don't say well, we want to go to the moon. We care less. Nobody's going to work on that. That's mathematicians and, and it's not going to happen. Those people are the ones. It's like that... the trip to Mars, right? Yeah. Like right now, there's a, there's a lot of people who want to go to Mars, and they're working on it. And they're working on it now. If there's a lot of people, if those people weren't didn't care about going to Mars, they would would be working on it. They have lots of obstacles in the way, like yeah, the radiation. Yeah, it's called space. <laughs> so there's all kinds of things. And we so, don't have warp drive yet. I don't so. have warp drive. I don't want to get geek too much about. You know how much energy and mass and what it would take to please don't take people there and back but but anyway it just it would it's a huge undertaking right it's huge and when you i I do i did like going to that comic-con and i still do like going to that comic-con because they are very science oriented they always have panels from nasa and whether it's like you know they had panels on nasa about about living organisms in mars right they say that they found some chemical on the earth in the in the in the earth in the dirt of Mars, that makes it that you can't grow regular Earth plants on it because it's poisonous. This one chemical or whatever it is, uh, what do you call it? When you had that table of periodic oh, element that is inherent in all, well, so far in all the, the dirt in Mars, and means that you can't grow Earth plants on it. At least that's what we learned. So th- they're trying to figure out how to to go circumvent that, and so they're talking about. You know, uh, they go to like the 
most driest I it was areas. The water they didn't have it. Didn't have enough water. I don't know. I thought it was an element that caused it to be not. Because that scientist lady went to the the something anorak desert or something. Yeah, and, somewhere. And she's looking at how little plants grow there. Yeah, microbes. Yeah. And if it wasn't just saying that even microbes don't grow there sometimes because it's so dry and it's so high and so inhospitable. But they're testing to see what, what will grow there. That's so true. So they can see what will grow on Mars. Anyway, so that's a real interesting subject. It has nothing to do with the faster than light travel, but there you go. So another thing we could talk about as far as hard science fiction versus uh, was weapons. We were talking about weapons, uh, blasters, lasers, and other things. Basically, in space, as far as, as if you're talking about ship to ship battle, you don't need any of that. A simple, some sort of harpoon. No, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> than harpoon. Uh, like a big weapon, like a big cannon. Now, the problem with cannons and stuff like that is uh, what do you call it? Recoil, right? So they they come up with they come up with this called rail guns, which they use magnets to shoot you know, bullets, basically. So, for example, uh, because there's because if we're talking about hard science fiction weapons, you don't have shields. You don't. You basically armor would be the be this big, huge, thick armor would be the protection. And even with that, most uh, even you know even on Earth here. We, the thickest metal could be penetrated by certain types of uh, munitions and bullets or whatever you want to call it. In space, you would need something that would require something that had less recoil or no recoil. And the answer to that is rail guns, right? It's, I think rail guns are, are manipulated or the bullet, to use a term, is speeded up, is made to go fast by using magnets. Maybe that's a Gauss weapon. But anyway... So they could fire bullets so fast they could penetrate almost any kind of metal and any kind of armor. And so, one, it would make space combat extremely deadly and extremely quick because it's the first person to breach the other people's hole in such a way that it would cause catastrophic damage. So that's in, that's in a more realistic or hard science fiction game. For example, The Expanse, you know, it's all about trying to hit the other, the other ship. You know, the other ship is trying to maneuver out of the way and in the... And you're dealing with speeds that are pretty fast, so it's hard to uh, to keep up with. You know, you couldn't manually shoot something; it would have to be computer guided or whatever. So weapons would be definitely really deadly. But in science fiction, regular science fiction like Star Trek, Star Trek, uh, Star Wars, does Star Wars have shields? I don't know. I don't remember. I think they do have shields. Yes. So the bigger ships have shields and and stuff like that. But even then, you know, they can be easily overpowered by these massive bolts of blaster fire or ion cannons or whatever the hell they have but they have shields and so that mitigates the, the being able to take a hit right so you know star trek is forever getting blasted by all these weapons they do take hits they take hits but they have arm they have armor and then on top of that they have shields you know remember in wrath of khan the shields were, were protecting the ship and they and uh, they were able to turn off the shields and then they were able to blast the heck out of them so mm-hmm. wins the day so obviously, weapons uh, matter in in both genres, and it's just how fantastical you want to get, and and how deadly the battles are going to be. Because in a hard science fiction game, battles are going to be nasty, brutish, and short, right? Like Leviathan, or they can be this ongoing. You know, you could take take hits, take hits, take more hits, take you know a lot of damage. Pathfinder created Starfinder. Well, Oh yeah, or Starfinder. Yes, yeah, Starfinder. And we played in one of the games at the convention, 
where they were running it. Yes. And the space battle was, I was really tired. It was beyond me what they were doing to figure out. They went to the grid like a tabletop, tabletop game, not a role playing game. So it was very, uh, you know, it was on a grid. It was on this, this bunch of square pieces, you know, graph paper. And you would plot where your ship is going to go. And I think you, you kind of use this uh, idea of you shoot and then you don't realize where you hit or where you shoot until three turns later or something like right, that. Right, yeah. So you're trying to guess where the ship is going to be. And that mimics this idea of trying to forecast or trying to speed up, you know, like aim ahead. Like when you shoot something that's running or moving quickly, you have to yes. point in front of the, the thing. So when the bullet gets to that part. It matches the the object that you're shooting. So each role playing game looks at it differently. Traveler did it differently, right? Space opera. What, oh yeah, what space kind opera. Of? It was like it was like Star Wars before Star Wars came out. Uh, I you know they really tried to. Somebody saw Star Wars and says, "I want to play that game." You you have all these. There were old Grogdarns in 1981 is when they published this, so they were thinking about it before that. So 1977 comes out and heavily influences. Uh, Edward Symbolist is the name of the, the author and some guy called Ratner, which I believe is in, he's in Australia and, and Phil McGregor. I'm watching Saul's brain try to yes. work here. So those three are the people who made up, I should just look at my <laughs> space opera book. <laughs> my space opera book. But those three are the authors of the game and they were, you know, they were older guys and they were, and they were, they played old style role-playing games where role-playing games based on miniature games. So if you play, if you pick up a space opera and you go into the ship combat, it is on a grid with, you know, with the chits or, or pieces of paper and you just map out where you're going and where you're shooting. And there's quite a bit of calculations. There's a lot of bit of math involved. They do that in the, just the regular airplane games. They, they, the simulation airplane, not simulation, but the ones they play on the table. Yes. With the airplanes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They get out their math heads. <laughs> depending and they on start doing depending that. on how accurate I'm using air quotes here, they want to be. Right. Uh, a member of Felipe and uh, went to Chris's house and they played. Uh, I don't know on your six or something like that. I forget what it's called. It's about jet fighter combat, and it took them like six hours to play twelve seconds of game. That's crazy. <laughs> Like, that's like me trying to figure out how much rocket fuel it'll take to get my, my ship off the earth. Correct. Exactly. It's more math than I want to. That's a that's a that's not a role playing game. No, I that know. Is a I'm just game. saying. I'm just saying. Military that. combat game. So what about what about Firefly? Firefly. Uh, Firefly in what sense? As far as weapons? Yeah. No weapons they, and, and do they shoot weapons? They, they have, have guns. They, they have oh, guns. Oh, oh, personal guns. And I don't know on the ship. I don't know. They don't have because it's a traitor, right? Yeah. The only guns. The only people who should have guns is military ship. So again, Firefly is slightly on the on the what do you call it? Hard science. On the hard science, but they don't. They have artificial gravity, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. and they and they and they never talk about. See, the thing is that that was a TV show, right? And I, for, I forget, you know, these tech heads, you know, the nerds, whatever you want to call them, always want to, you know, get the answers. And I believe one of the, the at one point he's on sitting on a panel somewhere, probably at Comic Con. And somebody asked him, well, how exactly, how fast can these ships move? You know, what, do they move the speed of light, half the speed of light, and all this other stuff? And he says, the ships move at the speed of plot. <laughs> right? So which, I, is, which, which is good for any game master to understand, right? You, you got to get somewhere. 
then don't don't make them calculate things for three hours to figure out how to do it. Just get them there. You right? get there. Maybe something happens. Maybe something doesn't. So that's what he was saying. But gamers, being that some gamer, some gamers, you know, they want to know, right? They want to know specifics. I want to know how long does it take to get from this, and, and then they wanted the map of this universe. And it wasn't really a universe; it was a solar system yes. that had like three stars or something in it. Super complicated, and I think somebody made a map of it, and it looks ridiculous, right? There's like, <laughs> there's like planets orbiting a sun here and another sun there, and it's all, you know, again, this is kind of like the George Lucas problem, right? He, thinks of, of a great idea and then people are trying trying to make sense of it and it doesn't work like the force okay okay so another thing about about science fiction is how much is there magic or special abilities of right of course there's magic well so the force is that's why they, the force is a big deal because that's why they call star wars science fantasy because the force has nothing to do with science right it's just this this, uh, no, what is what did the Luke, not Luke Skywalker, but what did Han Solo call it? Some old mumbo jumbo wizard thing. What is but it? It's you, unexplained. Right. And then he tries to explain it. Right. right. Yeah. Don't don't start. Don't start. So what are what are some other science fiction or science fantasy? So games? space opera, sp space opera tackled the idea of the Force, but the Force kind of was like it's a it's probably trademarked, right? So they go, well, we don't want to call it the Force. But we want people to have these special abilities. Magic. Well, special abilities. So they decided that it was psionics, the power of your mind trained and honed to a certain point that with the help of certain crystals in, in space opera, uh, I forget what they call them, uh, not kyber crystals, but something similar, psychic crystals, <laughs> just to make it funny and short. They had basically the same abilities as as people using the force mm -hmm. uh they could detect light and of course it became kind of like a spell list right but well if you think about it babylon 5 did that with both the psychor and technomancer ah. or technomages right technomages but technomages was definitely like it was all illusion and and it was like technical stuff it wasn't there was nothing fantastical about it theoretically Theoretically, right. But don't tell a techno mage that, or you might have uh, bugs well, the, in your know. in your room. I don't know. <laughs> well, did they have gremlins or something? That you... Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, but that was a computer virus, right? Wasn't it? Yes. Yes. But they also did illusions, and they they did stuff with uh, stuff like uh, drugs to make you hallucinate oh, and things. Different. I things. forgot about that. So there's there's different avenues you can take to have these these fantasy like elements in your in your science fiction. Whether it's psionics, whether it's it's magic, not magic, but science so advanced that it's practically magic. Like there was an episode of, it had to be Star Trek, where somebody says they were a goddess coming back from the old, like, oh, yes. on a planet. She was the devil. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. On this planet, they had this prophecy, and supposedly she was fulfilling this prophecy, and she was the. She wanted payment. Right. And it turns out that she was just using these. She was a con artist. To con, but it had this fantastical. Uh, science backing her con job and it made it seem like she was a god right but right. she wasn't she was right. just had a science to such a level that it was seen as magic and i think with arthur c clark said something like that said that you know when science is so advanced things they can do will seem like magic to you well it's like us like if we went back into the 1800s and i wanted to call somebody on my cell phone and or show them television that'd be like magic right yeah Literally. Babylon Five did that too with um, 
with the the Vorlons were very advanced oh, yeah. and stuff, and they also That's so true. there were different different things like there were all kinds of episodes like the soul the soul finder episodes where the the they came and they stole the souls as they were dying and put them into little bubbles and kept them <laughs> and and then they also had um the episodes i liked were when they had uh arthur he wasn't really arthur he was a soldier but oh king arthur yes. yes yes that was a good episode and so there were a lot of mystical things but it was it was they explained it with technomancy or techno... With science. Yeah, science. So there's that. So the hard science fiction, no fantastical elements, no force, no psionics, nothing like that. You just people... Then they go with um, more like like Shadowrun with... Uh, cy- what do you call it when you have... Cybernetic implants? Yeah, or different kinds of things like that. Well, yeah. To give people an uh, edge of, above just regular. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, to make them more like superhuman. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's scientifically orientated, right? I guess. Another element is time travel. Now, Jolene loves time travel episodes of any show she watches. Star Trek being the number one Hello, culprit. I'm Doctor Who. Well, okay. I, I won't even talk about Doctor Who. Okay. But that's not science fiction. So time travel, that's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. I suggest you never use the time travel in your game because it's just too much of a pain in the ass, <laughs> right? Because the whole idea, you know. You're you have to be careful. To, yes. Like you're back in time. You know, you kill somebody, boom, you just eliminate, you know, millions okay. of people yes. out of existence yes. because, you know. You kill the whatever. wrong person. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Even if you kill the right person. So so science fiction is very, uh, science fiction, a lot time of. travel. A lot of different books and movies, they they have time travel. That kind of borders on the fantastic. It just does because there's no. I don't think. I mean, people have thought theoretically thought about it and and wrote papers about it. Stuff that I don't understand. So there you go. But in a game in a game situation in our RPG, I know if you're really good at dealing with, you know, uh, I don't know how would you deal with it because I've never run a time travel episode. Uh, there's even a, a role playing game. Timescape or time something or other using Didn't you the play that? using the gumshoe system yes and but it's you know it's it's really strange but it really worked it was a preset you know a pre-made adventure the guy who ran it had run it quite a few times so it was like old hat to him and it was really like it was it was crazy for me I'm like I was like whoa this is pretty weird that's what he says every time we watch any Star Trek episode with time travel in it. Well, some of them are funny and some of them are fun, and I think they're pretty cool. But I think you, you in a role playing game where where characters can do anything, you know, you can run into trouble, right? Yes. They could kill somebody. I famous. totally agree. So you know, you try to minimize those kinds of interactions with famous people. Just saying. So there's a lot of elements to science fiction, and what makes it hard science fiction, and versus science, which just fantasy? straight, Sci- I would, or I would, regular science fiction. Yeah, science fiction, regular science fiction, science. Uh, science fantasy, whatever. So there's all kinds of role-playing games that you can choose which one you want to do, right? Right. Because they have different... Well, there's a granddaddy called Traveler, right? It was the right. first science fiction game. And the thing is, is that when I, I didn't like it because my my friend who ran it, ran it at a tech level because they have different tech levels, right. right? And I think Earth is around tech level six, five, six, seven, depending on... The time? Depending on what you look at in, in the world, right? Like, as far as like energy sources and and communication and ability to go into space, all those things are factors that determine your tech level in that game. Now they went up to tech level ten and maybe eleven or twelve or thirteen, 
but we were playing around tech level seven or eight. So we were still shooting with, uh, you know, pistols, uh, they call them slug throwers, right? Uh, and stuff like that. And it didn't appeal to me because I wanted to play in a more, in, in Star, like Wars Star, Wars. Star Wars. And so I was really bummed about the game. And I thought this, that's the way all Traveler was because that was the setting that my friend ran it in. And no, you could run a little bit fan, more fantastical stuff. They do have rules for fast and light travel other than jump drive and stuff like that. But that was just the, the what do you call it? The natural setting of Traveler was around tech level seven or eight. So like everything, people changed it to suit, to suit their, their needs, yeah. right? Another hard science fiction game out there, a harder science fiction, probably Jovian Chronicles, deals with just the solar system. Uh, the Expanse is a TV show, book, now a role-playing game also is hard science fiction it deals with just the solar system again and when you say hard science fiction to me that means it's going to be a hard harder game to play because you have to take into consideration things like you don't want to shoot it's like when you're in an airplane you don't want someone shooting a gun because it might go through the exactly exactly so you always want to take those kind of considerations i just thought of one but it left my mind (laughs) you said alternity earlier alternity that's more like uh, Firefly kind of borders on hard science fiction because uh, I forget how they originally got to this system. It was a jump gate or something like that, and it got destroyed. I forget what. But they lost contact with the original Earth, and so they're stuck on this in this one system with three stars or whatever. And they still use bullets, right? And then on the frontier, you know, you go to... Well, some... it's like, it's like a, an Old West kind yeah, of setting. Yeah, the first, the first one they televised was... The trail rain robbery, whether it's stealing horses or something, and it was really weird. Was so cool. Firefly kind of, and there, is there is there magic in Firefly? Um, I think no. I think there's um, there's more like a psi stuff. Um, you know, they mess with your head. And yeah, that's more like psychedelics yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, you're right. She did have that special ability. It's that power. Girl. Yeah, she uh, had power. Uh, some sort of power. What is her name? River. River. Yeah. So that, but that was one character or one person in the universe. And another thing I tell that sure shows this hard science fiction is everybody's human. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't meet aliens because usually you're confined to the solar system, except for Traveler, which you know it's a little bit more fantastical. Um, the, what was it? The, the it's expanse, hard science with fantasticalness. The, well, the fanta- fan, ugh, the fantastical stuff is being able to go faster than light. Oh, okay. Right. What about other characters? Other. Oh, there's uh, yeah, there's wolf people and yeah, yeah. aliens, cats stuff. and stuff. Cats, cousins. Oh, that's or... space opera. Uh, it, it, the borders on space opera, yes. All right. So Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, they're, they're all RPGs, and they you all have different iterations of the s- different systems. Try to mimic that game or try to give you that game. The idea of it. Right. There was a a game, a science fiction game, before they got by uh, by Wizards of the Coast, called. Uh, they used this, the science fiction set of rules called Alternity. And Alternity was their science fiction flagship. You know, they had, this is what they were going to base their modern games, their uh, their science fiction games. And then they got the license to Star Wars. And uh, from what I heard and re- read way back when, they said, I don't want, we don't want something competing with Star Wars in the science fiction department. So they killed the Alternity line. Just stop making it. Stop supporting it. And it was a pretty cool system. It it, it uses a uh, instead of uh, having 
well, I don't want to explain the system too much, but it was a really cool system, and they had a full, full, fully functional science fiction setting for it. And so it was called Drive Space, and it was it was pretty cool. I liked it. It was quite a it was quite a few books came out with it. You could still buy it buy it cheap online uh, at eBay, and it's very usable. Uh, they've come out with a second edition, uh, but I don't think it's in print. I think it's solely uh, a PDF. Other games that you probably never heard of might be like Infinity. Infinity is based on a on a miniature uh, miniature science fiction game, and it is not hard science fiction. It's pretty fantastical, but it does add elements of cyber uh, cyber combat, cyberspace type things. They have you know it's a very complicated system. So they have a system for combat for like for like physical combat, social combat, and then of course cy uh, cybernetic combat, and all that is you know mixed in together. So there's all kinds of different there's all kinds of different things that you have to account for. That's pretty new. It's been out for maybe a couple of years at the most. Probably if you like Modifius and you like the 2D20 system, then that's probably it has showed up on your radar. And if you're not a fanboy of Modifius and not even heard of Modifius, then you probably haven't heard of Infinity. There's all kinds of games out there. Whether well, you like hard science fiction or, right. or regular science fiction or yes. science fiction Even fantasy. Science fiction fantasy. Then there's something out there for you. Right. So and then a lot of it depends on what you want to play. Yeah. yeah. And what your people like. And what your people like. So there you go. There so, it is. There it is. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul. Angeline. Have a good day. Stay safe, people.